1: Hello, just want to give a quick trigger warning for this episode. We ended up, without planning it, talking about the movie Joker, the one that stars Joaquin Phoenix, at around the 33-ish mark, and we do get into some topics of mental illness, the way people with mental illness are treated, psychotic behavior, uh, racism, misogyny, violence, so um, just wanted incel. Behavior too, so just wanted to definitely mention that before the episode started. But I think it's a really, really good conversation, but wanted to give you a heads up on that. So thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And well, we've kind of had a change for this week. We are still doing pop culture and fandom news for this one, but Friday. We are no longer covering Scrubs. Unfortunately, two of my panelists couldn't make it, Carla and Tiff. And then it's just Ishelle and I. And if you've listened to some past episodes, you know I'm not a fan of Scrubs. So I just kind of went, Ishelle, if you want to, we'll talk about just comedies that we love, television comedies that we love. So that's going to be Friday's episode. So just a heads up on that. But Ishelle is with me. You are still there, right, (laughs) Ishelle?
0: I am still with you. I am still here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so
1: Ishael is with me this week from Liberty Diner Dish, so I'm very excited to have her here. So we are going to dive into this week's pop culture and fandom news episode. So first things first, Ishael, I want to know what thing in pop culture or fandom you are into right now.
0: Yeah. So, okay. A little bit with this, you're going to have to tell me what I should be into because as we know, I am not very up on my pop culture. I, yeah, I am pretty terrible about current things, current events for me stops in like, 2005. <laughs> That's all I've got. Uh, okay. But I will say this. Something that I'm into right now is modern rom-coms. I'm doing a lot of writing right now. So I have to do like all this different kind of research. And so I'm really into modern rom-coms right now. Specifically, the most recent one that I've watched, and I know you guys have covered it recently, is Always Be My Maybe. I think what I am really enjoying about ro- rom-coms now is the diversity that we're seeing in them where we're seeing it's not just straight white all the time, you know? And so we're seeing interracial couples. We're seeing other other um, ethnicities, other cultures, and we're seeing other types of relationships. Um, and so I'm really enjoying that in in pop culture right now.
1: Awesome. And, you know, speaking of always being my baby, as Ishael mentioned, we did recently do an episode. That was last week. Mm-hmm. So... Go, go. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. Like, wait, was that? Yeah, that was. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I'm getting ready for our Saturday event. And I feel, feel very, my brain is overwhelmed. Like you have to save
0: all your brain power for the marathon. I get it.
1: (laughs) So you have to excuse me because I have so much stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, but, but yes, so go listen to our Always Be My Maybe episode. And you know, it's funny because for this for this podcast, I have to be up on things that's that are going on in pop culture, like things that are coming up, trailers, that stuff. And so I usually am, but, but as far as like seeing stuff, I don't always have the chance to. So even though I'm up on it, I still don't necessarily get a chance to see them unless we're covering it or I'm interviewing someone or something like that. So it's like, <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> phenomenon of being a... um a host of a podcast that covers this—it's like okay. If if I am able to, I will be up on new things that aren't podcast related, but it doesn't always happen. And so the thing I'm into is going back in time. So I decided the other day I was like, I cannot handle watching something new right now because my brain just can't comprehend it. So I was rewatch—I started rewatching the show Suits, which was a, which is a USA show. Probably the most famous member of that cast is Meghan Markle was on there. And I actually really love this show. It's a lawyer show. I have a thing about lawyer shows. I used to want to be a lawyer when I was a young kid, mainly because I wanted to do the big, huge courtroom speeches that spoke to the actor in me. I, was re- I just decided, okay, it's on Peacock. I'm going to rewatch a little bit of it. We were going to cover it last year, and then no one signed up, so we didn't cover it. And then in the first episode, they played the song Changing by Airborne Toxic Event. And in 2011, 2010 and 2011, I was so into that band and I hadn't really listened to them since like 2011. And so I heard that song and went, oh my gosh. And I went right to my Spotify. This is what happens to me all the time because I'm such a music person, went right to Spotify and was like, oh my gosh, I've got to listen to this song. So I'm like, oh, Changing. And then there's like, the other one's like sometime around midnight, which I absolutely love that song so much it makes me want to cry. Innocence is another one that makes me want to cry, so I like just got back into Airborne Toxic Events. So mine isn't current; mine's actually going back in time. But
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, your current events are like mine; where they're not current at all.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't have to be something current; it's just something you're into. And so now I'm back into Airborne Toxic Event. I still think it's there. Have- the silliest title, uh, silliest band name, but I really do like them. And so I've been listening to them and crying. And I I mean that in a healthy way, but. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, so that's what I'm into right now. So Ishelle, what is one thing in um, fandom or pop culture that you're looking forward to or you're very angry about right now.
0: Okay, mine's going to be a twofer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so something that I am very excited about and looking forward to is the Little Mermaid movie. Um now, I will be the first to tell you I'm not really that big into um the live action remakes of classic Disney movies. I have not seen most of them, and it's not really that I have a problem with them, but it's just like I've seen the original and I just kind of like that's what I expect from it, you know, and most of them well, the ones that I love and hold dearly, it's mostly the soundtrack. And it's like The Lion King or whatever. But I have not seen the live action The Lion King yet. But anyway, I'm very excited about this one. I have not been to a movie theater in a couple years now, probably before COVID. And I feel like this could be the one to get me into the theater. And so I am just very excited about supporting this movie and I just want to sit there with a big old thing of popcorn all to myself and a big smile on my face the whole time. Just because I think it's so beautiful what they're doing with this remake. And I know they've tried to like add more color and diversity to a lot of what they're doing. But I don't know, just for some reason, this one just feels very special to me. So that's what I'm excited about. What I am already upset about is the people who are going to have something to say about it being a black aerial. Like, I'm already upset about that. I remember when I, when the trailer came out and people were like, well, it's really fine, but it's just the hair's not that red. I was like, are you, I knew it was going to be something that y'all brought up. I knew it was going to be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really going to go with, with the hair's not red enough. That's, that's where we're going with this. So if that's your excuse for why you cannot stomach this new aerial, just like, don't talk to me for the next 100 years because <laughs> we there are some fundamental differences that we have that we will never link up on. So, I am very excited about that, but I'm already upset about the crap that's going to come just because it's a black aerial, if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, and there's already been tons of it when it was announced. There was like um it's like <sighs> get over yourself. Seriously, get over it. I mean, like we've said a hundred bazillion trillion times, everybody deserves to see themselves in every kind of genre and every right. kind of character. Right? Yeah. So,
0: and it's not like this is set in a place. I mean, you know, a lot of people use the thing. Well, it's set in this place, and so they would have this skin color. I'm like they're under it's a the mermaid. Skin. <laughs> I know. It's like nothing about this is realistic. The bigger problem is the fact that it's this young teenage girl who like sacrifices her talent to be with this man like why are we not talking about that issue <laughs> why are we yes. making this about the shade of red that her hair is i mean well, what real life person has that color red hair anyway so <laughs> you know like i mean yeah anywho like i said already upset about it <laughs> yeah you, you you can't you can
1: Live with a mer- with it being a mermaid. You can live with a teenage girl sacrificing everything for an adult male, which exactly. is already disturbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. The mermaid can't be black. It's like it's like yeah. it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> really it's people don't want to admit that you know, yeah. they're being so racist.
0: They, yeah, so, <laughs> so they cling to something and yeah. So at least, at least people know enough now to like hide their racism. They know enough to do that now. Um, but for something as trivial as, you know, these ridiculous reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so stupid. It's so, it just, it's just, uh, it's not surprising, sadly, but not it's at stupid. all. No, but and I thought the trailer because I am not people know, listeners know, there are only like maybe two animated films that I actually like. I do not like mm-hmm. animation, I just never mm-hmm. have, even as a kid. And the only two animated films that I really like are Beauty and the Beast, which I know Beauty and the Beast is problematic as hell. <laughs>
0: But, but I, I love that one too. I'm so Bill. Give me books, you know, any day of the week. Give me a al- aloneness <laughs> solitude aloneness. in books. Like, <laughs> give me aloneness in books. That's I'm so Bill. I know. that's why
1: I was like, Oh, I was waiting for a book too, Isha, when I was asking. I know,
0: Isha I tried to like, to like shift it up on you. I like really had to think, what have you done besides read books lately?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um And then the other one is Watership Down, which actually is not an animated film that I think little kids should see, but I saw it as a kid. And granted, most of the bunnies, the rabbits in there are good characters, but there's a couple of evil bunnies and that kind of stoked my fear of bunnies. If people don't know, I'm afraid of bunnies. I know that's weird. Like sharks don't scare me. Snakes don't scare me. Bunnies scare me. (laughs) I'm weird, so. Um. But I feel
0: like that fits. that that's, In some weird way, that tracks. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> but I liked, um, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I actually liked the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. And I think uh, The Little Mermaid, when I saw the trailer during um, the Oscars, I thought it looked really, really good. I I was excited for it. Plus, I'm a musical person, so that part yeah. also excites me.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and she's a phenomenal singer, oh my and so gosh. that's what. Like, Mulan is probably my favorite. Um, and I know issues with <laughs> with Disney and all that, but that soundtrack is probably my favorite Disney soundtrack. And so, yeah, it's really the music that does it for me. And so, just knowing yeah. that she's this great singer, I'm really excited about that part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, and and once again, if you are excited about this and you want. More um, representation, like we said during the Always Be My Maybe, because they actually today, I know that we're recording this on the 13th, Alamo Draft House was doing a special showing of Always Be My Maybe, which they do those occasionally. And I said, you know, if you can and you feel comfortable, try and go to the theater and buy tickets, support it because Hollywood is a business and they look at the dollars. And so if something makes a lot of money then they will usually, sometimes they use excuses and they won't, but they usually it'll lead to more representation and more diversity sometimes. So I know there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Of course, we talk about it all the time on here, but, um, but make your dollar count. So, okay. Well, the thing that I am actually kind of upset about, it has to do with AI stuff. Last, you know, last week we were talking about the writer's strike and you know, if you're a fanfic writer that you're not in the writer's guild or anything, but you are doing a lot of writing for free, putting it up and sharing it with the world. And some fanfic writers are better than other writers. I will say some fanfic writers are better than novelists. Fanfic deserves a lot more respect. I've written a lot of fanfic. And Archive of Our Own is one of the best sites to post your fanfic on. Well... <laughs> Uh, the organization behind that um, recently did a post talking about AI and how one of their people was gonna was signaling that they could that people could train AI through fanfic. So they were gonna use AIs to train how to write stuff, how to write characters through fanfic. Well, this, of course, led to outrage from fanfic writers and saying, I don't want my fanfic used for this. Why would you want to use this? And the person who was suggesting it <laughs> said this, "said because um, they've since removed this post about it. Uh, the person who was intrigued by this possibility said, quote, I'm also intrigued by some of the expressive possibilities that AI might create. Will Dolly or ChatGPT become characters in fan fiction? Surely they will. I want to read the fan-created stories where Dolly and ChatGPT fall in love with each other or don't get into arguments or don't buy a house together or don't team up to solve or perpetrate crimes. And those are two forms of AI. So basically, this person is saying, I want to see these AI versions of AI characters get into relationships. And to me, what a lot of this, uh, first of all, AI is frightening when it comes to creativity because you're missing a very, 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 very important component. And that's humanity in that creativity. When you take away the human part of it and you just have an AI. And I granted, I have heard some of those scripts that an AI will write for like an Olive Garden commercial or stuff like that. And they're hilarious but it's not something you actually want to see because it's missing that bit of humanity um, of that realness. And so saying you want to see then chatbots fall in love with each other and AI, then that goes one step further. And if you start normalizing it through fanfic, that just means it's going to start spreading out other places. And first, you're going to, of course, use people that are doing something completely for free. They take all the, a lot of time to do it. It's a lot of work writing those. Post them up there in the hopes that someone will like it. Have to deal with people either liking it, not liking it, people going after things, people, you know, not getting comments, getting likes, getting reviews, stuff like that. And they're doing it for free. And now you want to use their work that they have provided to the world for free without their permission. You can lock up your fanfic, is the only way to do it. But without their permission to build AI created stuff, that's kind of what they're talking about. But they they did an update, and they said this is um, Update OTW Signal, and then this is the Organization for Transformative Works on May 2023. They have updated this as of May 12th. Um, And they said, a few days ago, we ran an article with an excerpt from an interview with a member of our legal committee. The article featured the opinion of one of our 900 plus volunteers. It does not represent an official position on the part of the OTW or its board of directors. We sincerely apologize for the hurt and confusion we have caused, and we've removed the excerpt. The problem is, (laughs) as someone commented the opinion of our 900 plus volunteers, you mean the chair of the legal committee? So deeply concerning that someone in such a position is so enthused about AI scraping the archives works for corporations to profit from. And that's another key word, profit from. And this non-apology seems more like an attempt to sweep the issue under the rug than anything. And that's from Glory, V-A-Y-N-G-L-O-R-Y. It worries me too, because if you are going to use someone's work that they have put out there for free, given their time, their soul, their energy, their heart to, and you're going to try and profit from it, I mean, that's concerning.
0: Yeah, I did not know anything about that with the the fan stuff, But I do know people who write fan fiction. And I mean, I know that you do. You have mentioned that before, read some of your stuff and I I do know how hard it is to craft a story and to have that be stolen. And I think my a couple of things like you mentioned, you take away the humanity. Well, when you take away the humanity, you take away accountability and culpability. And that's the biggest thing. Too. Yeah. And so when that goes out, then it's like, oh, the system generated. And so there's no ownership of anything because like, well, we didn't do it. It was a system that did it. And so I kind of wonder what dark road that leads down is one of my fears and concerns with it. The other thing I think with AI for me is like, it seems like it's all about profit. It's supposed to be, oh, use this. It'll help you get started on writing this thank you speech or whatever that you're doing or whatever. I don't even know all the ways to use it because it's so scary. You don't even know when it's being used on you sometimes. But I mean, you tie that to what you were saying about about the writer strike and all of that. So, well, we don't need people to do that because we have this system that can do it. The system that stole from people and is now replacing people in these roles that we pr- previously had them in. Well, the corporation gets to keep more money when they don't have to pay a writer to do, whether it be write a show, write a movie, write a song, you know, all this stuff. And so it's just like, I'm all for advancement of technology, but not when it starts to steal from humans and not when it starts to, um, really just make it okay for corporations to, to act without accountability and to um, I guess to circumvent the talents of people to steal those, you know, steal those talents and then circumvent the actual people, you know, uh, capital or resource or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very scary. It's terrifying to me. And, you know, with the writer strike, the studios and stuff are not even giving an inch. They're like more, than they're like kind of threatening. And that's why I really do think the strike, the writer strike is going to be going on for a while. The one in 2017 lasted for, I believe it was hundred days. I would not be surprised if this lasts until the fall, uh, the, with the way it's going and how people don't want to budge. And then of course, the Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, they could be striking in June directors guild as well. And so you're seeing the effects of streaming, the effects of money, the effects of capitalism, the effects of technology, because technology is great, but then there can be the downside to it. And it's this. And if you think AI can't do come for your job, there are aspects of my day job now that they have AI doing. And mm-hmm. they keep saying, it's not going to take anything from you. It's right. going to help you. And parts of it will, but then there's the side of it. What if it starts helping too much, where you become obsolete?
0: I literally just implemented software on Monday of this last week that is replacing a good bit of my job. Now on the front on the front end, I'm like, oh, this is great because it's taking away some of the monotony out of my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in law, I do legal drafting all the all day. Um, I'm in house counsel, but anyway, so. I was like, okay, this is going to be great because it takes away some of this part of my work, but then it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> if it starts kind of because in- they're like, yeah, we're going to evolve it and grow it and like that's going to start inching more and more into what I as a human have to do right now. And so, yeah, I and then them being a corporation is all about profit, all about money and all about capitalism. So, yeah, at some point when do When am I responsible for implementing the very thing that's going to kind of kick me out? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't think about that until now, Erin. Thanks for that. Sorry. (laughs) Now I'm like, let me go put a bug in that software. Let me go put a bug. (laughs) Let me go activate (laughs) virus. Activate
1: virus. (laughs) (laughs) She's not really going to do that just
0: in case legal. I don't even know how to activate a virus. (laughs) you find them anymore (laughs) oh they
1: find you um (laughs) they do
0: find you that (laughs) is true i have several laptops that can tell you that
1: (laughs) it's kind of scary how things like that can pop up or like the pop-up of like you know or like text messages now like i get text messages like that and they'll just start with hey, and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I'm I know. respond.
0: I'm like, I got one yesterday. I was like, hey, how are you feeling? And I was like, this person cares about me. It's like, no, <laughs> they care about my confidential information. That's what they <laughs> care they cares about me. They care about my bank numbers and my Social Security number. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Well, have you seen? Because you know, if you don't know, Echelle hosts Liberty Diner Dish, which is the Queerest Folk podcast. And so speaking of Queer' folk, I don't know if you've seen on, on Instagram Scott Lowell, who played Ted, he will sometimes post these screenshots of people doing those yeah, text
0: messages. He, and, I love it. And he has this like whole back and forth with him.
1: Yeah. It's really hilarious. So go go to his follow him for many, many reasons. Yes, but anyway,
0: follow him anyway, yes.
1: But <laughs> that's another reason to follow him. Um, yeah, so it's it's just terrifying to me. And I really don't want my work that I spent months that I cried while writing work that was so personal to me to be used in that way. I don't. So yeah, so just, and if you're not aware of it, I just want to make people aware of it because I know we have a lot of people that listen to us that write fanfic. So, and enjoy fanfic. So just so that people are aware of that as well. Okay. Well for our last little segment, and this was going to be more if we were going to do scrubs, but I still think it's going to be fun So this is playing off the fact that, you know, we were going to be covering Scrubs. And as everybody should know by now, I, I, this was my first time watching it. I started watching it and I was not a fan. I, I, and I felt so bad, but I couldn't help it. I got into, you know, I was like by season two, I still had not laughed once. And I know, I know. I'm so sorry, Isha.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to find the exit button right now. (laughs)
1: And so I know that's an unpopular opinion. I, um, you know, I had posted on Facebook. I was like, people are going to hate me, but I just can't. I feel really bad about this. Uh, so what I wanted to know, and this was a way also that if people do stuff that I loved and that they didn't like, they could be like, ha ha, Erin. If I just want to know, and since it's just a shell and I, we can do a couple of these if you want to. What is one fandom or pop culture opinion that you have that is not necessarily popular it can be something positive or something negative
0: okay i debated on how honest i was going to be about this because um people are gonna like come (laughs) for my head you're welcome okay let me say this part i am very excited that red white and royal blue is going to be a movie i'm very excited to see that i think it's going to be on amazon i cannot wait to watch it and I'll probably watch it many times. And I read the book. Now, let me tell you what happened when I read the book. So I did the audio version of it. And it's uh, the narrator is great. He's hilarious, but he's older. And so for me, and it was like one of my first audiobooks. And so it was weird to me to have a narrator who did not sound like the ages or even the personalities of the character. So that kind of impacted how I felt about the book. But I also saw this review that really messed me up. So, and I usually don't read reviews on things before I dive into them. Every now and again, I will, but I usually try not to. But the review said uh, something about how so there's an American character and the British character, and it talked about how the American character was very like entitled and very like you know stuck up American because he just trampled all over the customs and culture that this love interest had on him you know that he had to carry and he had to uphold all these things i'm trying not to not spoil too much of the book slash movie um and so and anyway he's just talking about how how he's got this privilege because he is you know um i mean his i think he's he's actually mixed so he's not like straight white but um he's a bi character and all this stuff but he still has this privilege because his mom is the president and um and he's american and all this stuff and so like I could not get that out of my head, and so I mean, in the book world, which you know I'm kind of in now, people love. I mean, this is like the holy grail, or one of the holy grails of <laughs> of queer rom coms for them. And I'm just like, it's okay. <laughs> and so, and so that is my very, very, very. And I'm acknowledging that it's my very, very, very unpopular opinion. It's nothing about Casey McQuiston. Like Casey McQuiston is a great writer. It's nothing about the author. But it's just the story. And then once that review pointed that thing out about that character, I like could not get that out of my head. And so what was supposed to be sweet by him going and doing these things that, again, I'm not going to spoil, that was supposed to be sweet in the story. And I think other people were allowed to read it as sweet. But I read it as, look at this American making us all look bad. (laughs) And so it just really messed me up. So don't come for me. This is not my fault. Go find that review um wherever it was posted and go to that person because they spoiled this for me and so it's their fault that I don't love this thing in fandom I like it but I don't love it okay so that's my first one
1: (laughs) your turn get the heat off me okay this this is even worse and I have said this in another episode but I'm still I'm still gonna say it again because hey I like everybody coming for me I guess so I think Captain America is one of the blandest boring,est worst characters ever, ever, ever. And I also think Chris Evans is bland, bland, bland. I think I like him in some things, but as, but I, I don't I get it, but I don't get it. But the Captain America thing more than anything. I just Captain America, to me, is boring, boring, boring. The first Captain America movie, I nearly fell asleep. I was not a fan, so I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've, I've seen Captain America and the Avengers, but yeah, I'm just... So I do not like Captain America. Captain America is like white bread to me. I don't don't get it. I like my superheroes to be a little bit more complicated, a little bit darker. I mean, I my favorite superhero is Batman, and I totally get why
0: people don't like Batman.
1: Oh, yay! Ishael's giving thumbs up on that. <laughs>
0: I don't know why I didn't just unmute myself. I'm like I'm in Zoom classroom or something. <laughs> but yes, Batman is my favorite too. Like everybody else says, Iron Man, but Batman is my favorite. Yay! Yes. Has always been since I was a child. Like yeah, Bruce Wayne all the way.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's uh, well. I want to know then who's your favorite Batman?
0: Uh, that would be Christian Bale for five hundred. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, the others have like this was I haven't I have not watched the Ben Affleck one because I was like, I don't need to do that with my life right now. And I have not watched. No, no shade. No tea, no shade. Um, And I have not seen the. Is it Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? Pattinson, Yes. Mm -hmm. I have not seen his either. Because again, I did not need to do that with my life right now. So, um, and again, no Tino shade, because I don't have a problem with him. But I just, I've seen it. I've seen Christian Bale in it. And then, like, the one with Heath Ledger, I was like, this is perfection. And so, I just didn't even know the Batman yet. Maybe in 10 years, I'll watch those.
1: Yeah. Well, what about um, Michael uh, Michael Keaton?
0: Okay. So... <laughs> watched that one i had a roommate and she was like oh michael keaton's eyes and she's just like is in love with michael keaton because of his eyes and so i watched that one with her and i was like it's all right but yeah he just a lot of them aren't given that like they're just not selling both sides of batman to me i think is what it was and so that's how i felt about his he wasn't selling both sides of you know the bruce wayne and he wasn't selling it for me And George Clooney, Lord love him, but he wasn't selling it for me. (laughs) He wasn't selling it for me either. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, and and George Clooney is my longest celebrity crush. As people may know, I've loved him since Facts of Life days, but he was not a good Batman. And he will tell you he was not a good Batman.
0: I love him in other things, but this was one that we probably could have skipped the audition booth. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes. I and I'm really, you know, it's it's and I will say for Robert Pattinson who actually I think sadly because of the Twilight movies people don't understand. He's actually an incredible actor. He's so gifted. And he was really good as Batman, but his Bruce Wayne I did not like because it was so emo. It was like this very different kind of bruce wayne that didn't really exactly work for me i thought his batman was great and i loved um i loved his relationship with catwoman because that's my big ship in the batman universe i like batman and catwoman together and so i liked that chemistry i liked that but i did not like his bruce wayne as much but yeah christian bale will always be my favorite batman and favorite bruce wayne Always, always, always. And of course, I mean, Christian Bale, everybody knows Christian Bale is so important to this spot.
0: So. <laughs> right. Well, and I do. I've seen Robert Pattinson and something else. It was this movie where, and like they didn't tell you what was going to happen at the end of this movie. Uh, but it's like he's going to, you know, it's what I'm talking about when he's going remember to remember me. All. Yes, I couldn't think of the name of it, but I saw it in the theater back in those, uh, you know, bygone days when I used to go to the theater, (laughs) the theater. Um, But anyway, so I know that he's a good actor. I just was like, you know, I just didn't need another Batman when I already had one that I felt like was perfect for me and I wasn't ready to let that one go. So that's really the only reason.
1: No, and I totally, totally understand that because for me, it's very hard to beat Christian Bale. I do like my Michael Keaton was the Batman when I was a kid. And so I did like Michael Keaton's Batman a lot. And I, and I did like uh, Tim Burton's Batman movies. And I, Michelle Pfeiffer to me will always be my favorite Catwoman, but, but Christian Bale did something different and elevated it to me. So, and no one is ever going to beat Heath Ledger's Joker. That's not to say, and even though I hate the movie Joker, it's not to say that I, because I, I think Joaquin Phoenix actually was s- superb as Joker, but to me, that's such a different thing. To me, that's not even part yeah. of the same universe. So. Yeah, that went
0: in a whole different direction. Now, yeah, Joaquin, he's he's phenomenal, but yeah, just what that movie was, and then tying it to the universe, I agree, it doesn't feel like it's part of that at all. It, yeah, that was different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm
1: not so sure about this, the sequel. I mean, I love Lady Gaga. Like, I love Lady Gaga.
0: Oh, they're doing a sequel. Is he Oh, they already him? filmed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's going to hey, be a musical. I told you, musical. I know nothing about, oh, a musical. Oh, wow. That's the part that was, like, the creepiest to me, him dancing
1: on those steps. Yeah, because, and um, Lady Gaga is playing Har- Harley Quinn. So that really fucked up mm-hmm. relationship that they had. So. Yeah. And. Yeah. And that Joker character is so hard to watch and so Yeah, I don't um, know
0: if I can handle that. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I don't know, I probably will end up seeing it, but um with reservations. So the first the joke the Joker movie was very, very difficult to sit through, very painful and uncomfortable. And um I remember, you know, there's one scene in there, one murder in there that, that Joker that the Joker commits before he's the joker and when it was over both my sister and I turned to each other and went whew, let up out of breath and we're like oh my gosh thank god that's over and I watch horror movies like crazy and it was just too much
0: yeah it was the mental illness side of it for me that made it very very um yeah it was just like watching that and I don't know. It was just something about it. Not that I'm like not watching that. No, that's not it at all. It's like I. Okay, I don't know how how to say what I'm trying to say here, but it wasn't like the murder aspect of it. It was like everything else that was tied to it that made it a little bit too vivid and a little bit too real for me, you know, just because of um, just real life experiences with things like that from people that I know or whatever. It's just. Yeah, I think that's what made it all. Yeah, very tough for me. I don't know. I'm sorry if that doesn't make sense. No, it makes perfect sense because that's a lot of why I had a hard time with it. Because it was
1: very much watching watching someone who is completely and totally a psychopath and watching them become a psychopath even more.
0: Right. And watching that for entertainment felt very wrong for me. You
1: yeah. Know? Mm-hmm.
0: To be to see that as like Oh, this is the thing that makes him the Joker that, you know, like that felt very, I felt very uncomfortable with that as a viewer and as just a human being, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And this, and the scene where you're talking about enough of him dancing, but the scene when he um, is in the bathroom. Oh my God. And he's just. Dancing, moving around. It's so creepy to me. And a, a lot of it also is the score. The score is very, oh, haunting. And yeah, it was just, and so I, I do, I have no problem with the fact. I want to say I have no problem with the fact that Joaquin Phoenix actually won the Oscar for that because I do think that performance was phenomenal because it was so hard to sit through. And um, that was one of the quietest theater-going experience I've, excuse me, experiences I've ever had. But I just – I can never watch that movie again. And I am very sensitive to any portrayals of mental illness and different – And my other issue with it is it, again, plays into the harmful stereotypes that anyone with a mental illness, if they stop taking their medication, mm-hmm. will end up killing people, which is so false yeah. because it's the exact opposite most the people that are in danger of harm a lot of them are mentally ill mm-hmm. and have a mental illness i have a mental illness i've been mm-hmm. very open about that and so when i see stuff like that i'm a lot more sensitive to it and so while i know there are people like this character in right. the world most people who get who aren't taking their medication and they need their medication the biggest danger is to themselves so I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Somewhere in, in there is my issue. Yeah. It was just, I won't say, I don't think that he as an actor was exploiting that, but just something, it just made me very uncomfortable. I'll just, I'll just say it that way. Uh, Yeah. Just watching that and seeing him break down, you know, that was, cause that's such a real thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Feels like someone is using that Mm -hmm. um, in a very, Distasteful way, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about the writing and the directing, right? And, and just like the
0: purpose it. of the movie, it wasn't. It was to entertain and show you this like villainous story. It wasn't to do anything good for anyone with a mental illness or anything. It, it's how I. I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, I th- I I agree, and it's a very. And I, you know, when I first saw it, I kind of said, you know, I remember when I first saw it because I didn't want to see it. I w- I wanted to see it, then I didn't want to see it, and then I decided I was going to see it, but I was only going to see it in the day when there wouldn't because the other fear was a lot of people were worried for their safety and going to see this in the theaters. I don't think of it as a movie that because I think the Joker character hates everybody equally. Um, I do think there is some racism problems in the movie, too, just because the only character, you know, the only characters that are not white are treated pretty horribly, I think, in the movie. But I actually don't think of the Joker character as being necessarily misogynistic. I think of the Joker character as hating everybody equally, <laughs> equally. So I don't think of it in like the, you know, a lot of people are like, it's going to incite incels. And I actually don't actually think of it as like the Joker is not even part of that group. That was my opinion. But I do think with that movie, I think pretty much any opinion on that movie is valid because I know people that love that movie, like love it and think it was such a great thing to show how horrible we treat people with mental illness. And I mean, there was some of that there for sure, but I don't know. I don't know, setting it with someone who is going to end up killing a bunch of people. though.
0: Right. It 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 dilutes what they were doing to yes. him is what I felt like. And so he still comes out the bad guy, which, of course, yeah, he's doing bad things. But he still comes out the bad guy, even though all these people have done all these terrible things to him in the beginning. And not that like one has to wash out the other, but it's just like we kind of overlook, like you said, that the way that people treat people with me- mental illness and um, just focus on. The Joker and what he became. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's why, to me, it's a problem if you're going to do a movie like this about mental illness and you're trying to say how, in that time period, people did not treat people well with mental illness and people still don't. But in that time period in the 80s and 70s and stuff, it really was awful, horrible the way people um, were treated. And so I, I appreciate that. But if you're gonna do that and then you're gonna make the character that ends up suffering from that end up being a, a psychotic person who kills people, then you're basically erasing that message because you're basically you're going to you're instilling the fear again in people who have a mental illness. Like you were saying, Michelle. Yeah, it's it's like it's so and I'm gonna add trigger warnings to the beginning of this episode because I didn't know this was
0: something we just kind of went off. Yeah, I did not know we were going here, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, because we were actually talking about Captain America. I know, very, like white bread, milk, toast, and then here we are, <laughs> and then we went to Batman, and then
1: it came to this. Yeah. So. And and yes, I realize Heath Ledger's Joker is very unstable too, but that's a totally different thing. And you know, he's creepy as well, very creepy, but in a different sense. I don't know; it feels different to me.
0: But yeah, he feels a little bit more in control of his creepiness than he cannot help it because of his mental illness. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, wow, I did not expect us to get into some heavy stuff here, but I'm
0: not. <laughs> I can tell you it. about my Gilmore Girls opinion. <laughs> no, please do. <laughs> or my because friends I- opinion. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I'll go with my Gilmore Girls. Like, I've never watched it start to finish. I individually like those actresses, the mom and the daughter, can't think of their real names right now, but I'm not a huge Gilmore Girls fan, like the fast talking, like over each other, almost like that is a little much for me. And so (laughs) I, I will try to like have it on when I'm working sometimes, but it's like, I can't, I cannot do this. And (laughs) And so I know other people love that banter with them and it's just I have to take it in like very small doses and I mean like five minutes at a time so I'm probably still on season one of of Gilmore Girls but yeah so how about that for some lightness
1: (laughs) that does lighten it up I am with you we covered Gilmore Girls for the podcast it's actually right now it's so funny because it jumped back up into our top 10 episodes right now people love that episode and I always feel bad because I hate Gilmore Girls and it kind of was a scrub situation for me. And so it was my first time watching it. It was a show that people had told me for years to watch because I grew up with a single mother, which I don't know why that has to be the reason you would watch the show just right. because Right. And I don't mother. even feel
0: like that stands out because they've got these whole rich parents that she's just choosing not to take money from. So I'm like, mm, kind of different, but okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, very different. Wasn't like my mom at all the two main characters are like nails on chalkboard for me. And so you can go back and listen to that episode and hear me complain about it. But our other two panelists, Danelle and, um, was it Aaron A on that one? I believe. Um, they both love it. So you get to hear two people that love it. I was not a fan. Uh, you know, so, so I am with you on that one. Ishelle. totally a hundred percent. I'm not a fan of that show at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i like a. I mean i think I, I like a couple of the characters on there but for the most part it's just kind of annoying mm-hmm. and i just
0: don't care yeah i think yeah. it was i think I, I couldn't care about it enough and then like add in the whole like like i said the fast talking banter thing it was just it was really hard for me yeah
1: yeah well and another one and, and i'll do another one of mine and and I actually do want to hear Ishelle's friends one, so we'll we'll end with that one because I am I am curious. Uh, but I'm gonna again, and this was I'm, I know I'm repeating ones I've done before, and I should do something before. But I know I've mentioned all this stuff before on here, but maybe you missed it. Maybe you want to hear it again. And this is something more positive. But I want to say I still think, and I'm saying this because there's a new movie coming out called The Boogeyman. That I'm gonna definitely see. It looks good. It looks scary. Plus, it has the best Chris ever. Who's the best Chris? Chris Messina. Remember, I don't consider Christian Bale a Chris. He's a Christian <laughs> by name. I don't. I'm not saying necessarily religion.
0: <laughs> fair <laughs> distinction. Fair. Yes. Fair distinction between Chris and uh, Christian. Yeah. Very yes. Fair.
1: Yes. And so Chris Messina is to me the best Chris out there, and so I am excited to see the Boogeyman. But I want to remind everybody: there was a movie called "Boogie" called "Boogeyman" back in. Now I'm forgetting the year, but it starred Barry Watson, who was in Seventh Heaven, which I was not a big fan of that show or anything. But if you're on TikTok, you will know for some reason, Seventh Heaven has become this huge thing that people are rewatching episodes, they're posting TikToks about, and show to show how bizarre and wacky that show is. So it's really funny. You should go watch some of them. But this movie Boogeyman from 2005 stars Barry Watson as Tim. And he dealt with his childhood trauma with a boogeyman and came after him. And I've said this before. I know this movie is not good. Okay. I realize this. I accept this. Even though one of the writers, the story was by Eric Kripke, who, of course, is the one who started Supernatural, the boys, all that. But I still maintain to this day, and Barry Watson knows I know this opinion because he acknowledged our post about it. I think Barry Watson gives an award-worthy performance in this movie. I am not kidding. I think it's an incredible performance. I think it deserves more love. I actually own the movie now because Erin A went to a <laughs> went to a DVD store and she bought two of them. And they were they were like, really? You want two copies of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> All because of me, and so I maintain that that is one of the best performances ever in a horror movie.
0: Ever, I had to Google both Chris Messina and Big Watson just now, oh, <laughs> but I know who they are. But I recognize them by you know when I pulled up their their pictures. Okay, I, I have not seen the that old boogeyman, and we'll see how I do with the new one. Y'all know I don't really do the I don't really do the <laughs> Well, it depends on what kind of scary it is. If it's like monster scary, then I don't care. But if it's like people scary, that is a little much for me. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Well, this is like supernatural scary. So,
0: okay. And
1: and and the the one that's coming out, the Boogeyman, is based on a Stephen King story, I believe. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know. I haven't read the Stephen King novel, but um, but yeah, that's so. But but I still to this day, I think it's one of the best horror performances ever. I know oh, it sounds wow. so silly, but I think it is. And I when when we did an episode where I talked about that and my panel lost it, there's a clip. You can probably still find it on Instagram. It was from our um we did like an episode talking about some of our unpopular opinions about fandom and stuff like that. And Erin A posted a clip of me talking about that and she tagged Barry Watson in it. <laughs> And he said, cheers, Aaron." So... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. He knows someone thinks he did good, so...
0: Good, good. <laughs> it's nice to know someone out there thinks that you, that you did good. <laughs> I'm glad that you did that for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I do want to know your friend's opinion, Isha.
0: Okay, very similar to Gilmore Girls. I have not watched the whole show. Um, I've seen parts of it, and there are things that I like about it. Like, there are things that I like about Ross's character because I like a dry humor, but all in all, I just, I think I don't get it. But, uh, but, but I, it's also not for me. <laughs> you know, I'm not the target audience for friends. I don't think, uh, so that's my, that's my opinion of it. Yeah. I think I'm just not the target audience. And so I don't want to take away from it because it's probably a great show, but it's just like, it's lost on me, I think.
1: Well, I, I love Friends. It's a show that I have seen the episode so many times. I can recite lines from friends. It'll probably come up in our Friday episode, some of the
0: lines. Yeah. All of my friends love friends. So <laughs> And we did we did
1: an episode of Friends. It was one of, it was only our second live stream. We also did a live and the episode that we did, we said we called it the one where we talk about friends, of course. And um Carla and Susie were on that one with me. And Uh, But but you know even though I love Friends I totally understand not liking Friends I totally get that because Friends is you know when you watch it now oh my gosh it's very problematic and we talked a lot about you know number one it's whiter than white even though they're in New York City Uh, number two the homophobia oh man the homophobia is, is over the top in that show and there is some misogyny and there's some other stuff so it's like. And there's gay panic, of course, especially with Chandler. I don't like the character of Ross, as everybody should know. I hate that character so much. But I do think David Schwimmer does an excellent job. I still hate the ending of Friends. But I still love the show. It's just, but I understand not liking it.
0: Well, and I should tell you, I've only seen like maybe five episodes. That's no exaggeration. And so a lot of my opinions on Ross are very out of context. So but yeah, I do pick him up as being a little whiny, though. So, <laughs> so I will give you that.
1: I just, I'm just can't stand him. But I, I, like. I don't like Ross and Rachel. I don't care about that pairing. But, um, but yeah. Well, this has been an interesting episode. We spent most of our time talking about Joker.
0: So <laughs> yeah, yeah. This went uh, in a whole different direction, but I'm good with that. I'm okay with it. Yes,
1: me too. So, okay, so we're going to go ahead and close this one out. So, Echelle, where can they find Liberty Diner Dish and also Pink Plate Special?
0: Yeah, so you can find both of those streaming on your preferred streaming platform. If it's not there, please let us know. Um, we are also on the social the social medias at, uh, at Liberty Diner Dish, except for, I believe we're still technically on Twitter, at Diner Dish, but... You would have to confirm that for me because I don't even know. They are. They are. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh I love Christy who does our social media for us. <laughs> but, um yeah, so that's where you can you can find us. Uh yeah, we have our show Liberty Diner Dish, and then we also have Pink Plate Special, which is the spin off of that. And we cover just a broader range of shows, movies, and other topics on that one. So that's where I'm at. With my co host Ken who is uh, my lovely, dear uh, bestie. So.
1: Yes, and they recently did Broken Hearts Club,
0: right? Yes. Right, we did, with Zach So
1: <laughs> That little hidden gem of a movie. I really like that movie. I haven't seen it in years, though, so uh-huh. I don't know how it holds up. But cause I remember I saw it when it first came up oh,
0: t- oh yeah. yeah we had never heard of it uh some of our listeners are so great they sent us like all these movie suggestions for us to check out and that was on there and i saw it it was like free on tubi and so, <laughs> and so i was like okay we're starting with this one so yeah well if you ever cover which you
1: should if you ever cover a home at the end of the world and you need a guest for that one hit me up because we'll I will hit you up
0: i'm gonna write his- it down right now
1: Yes, with Colin Farrell and Dallas Roberts and um, oh, we both love Colin Farrell, so oh my gosh, I, I oh my God, I love Colin Farrell so much. <laughs> and I think he's absolutely fantastic in it. Um, Robin Wright, who is in it mm-hmm. too, and Sissy Spacek and how
0: have we not heard of this? See, I don't know anything. <laughs> no, well, no, this is an older movie, and it's, okay. well, yeah, and I wasn't really watching my own TV until like two thousand eight. So, <laughs> yeah, this is from
1: like I grew up very sheltered. This is like two thousand two or two three or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's pretty old, but okay,
0: no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, but okay, we've got you on the list for that one.
1: Yeah, because uh, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on it. And they, uh, Colin Farrell's character to me, even though they don't outright say it to me, his character is definitely pansexual. And so it's very, it's just interesting because back in that day, they didn't really usually have characters like that and it's never acknowledged, but it's never shamed or anything. So I don't know. But yes, so let me know if you do that one. And we will someday, we will end up covering this movie because I've talked about this movie so many times on here because I love it so dang much. But this is Erin. You can follow, well, don't follow me. Follow Fergie on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. Once again, I know it's long, but it is worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, go over to our website. It's a fandom thing Click the contact us button there and that'll shoot me an email. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. I have been swamped preparing for a marathon streaming event that's coming up on Friday, May 20th, Friday, Saturday, May 20th. So pardon my brain and for the the lag in some response times, but please feel free to reach out to us. And while you're over there on the website, click on the marathon streaming event page. You can find information there. Our program is up there. Ken from Liberty Diner Dish, Ishell's amazing co-host is going to be on there. It's a pre-recorded segment, and that will be taking place at 10.15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time is when that segment is airing, but we have a bunch of other good ones. Also, we are doing giveaways, so if you become a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month, you will be eligible for a bunch of different giveaways. It's in the uh, program on that website. But I want to let you know one of them is one that um, Liberty Diner Dish has donated. And if you want to tell us what that was, again, just let so you get it correct better than I will.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so as you guys heard Erin referred to earlier, I am the book person or one of her book people. So I am donating a book. I love this book. And this is actually one that is going to be Um, They're making it into a movie and I don't know where it's going to stream or show or whatever, but it is becoming a movie. Um, It's a queer YA horror story. It's really good. The writer is phenomenal. Um, So don't be like thrown off by the YA part. It's it's good. I was scared. But yeah, so that and then we're also going to be throwing in some bookish like swag with that. And we're also throwing in some items from some queer owned businesses. So um, it'll be a nice little date with a book package and some fun stuff in there. um, Yeah, for you to get.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for donating that, by the way. I think it's a great prize. We've got a bunch of other we've got like four or five other little prizes too. And all you have to do is become a Patreon supporter by 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on May 20th. But in order to still have if you win, you have to remain a Patreon supporter through to June 1st because you can't just sign up that day and then take it away right away. So you, but you know, there'll be a lot of great prizes. We're also giving away, you get to decide, you know, our third topic today was what is one popular opinion or unpopular opinion that you have about pop culture. Well, you can decide one of the prizes is you can decide what our third topic will be. We do have a veto. If we think it's a harmful topic, if we think it's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, in any way, we will veto that. But I would expect that if you're supporting this show, you aren't like that anyway, but I want to put that out there. Uh, Neil Fraser from Neil Fraser Graphics has very kindly donated two 11 by 17 prints of his artwork. You get to choose from his Shopify store. If you've ever seen, um, the one that I have hanging up, you can go to our Instagram, you can see it of Michael, Jason and Freddie that he created for our horror trivia event. That's one of those you could choose from. He's also done ones for Ghostbusters, other ones for like the, sh- the movie Host, um, Jurassic Park, a bunch of different ones. So go, he's incredibly talented and that's an incredibly generous thing for him to donate. We also have a swag bag of stuff that Aaron A. donated that was picked up at different conventions. Uh, we also have, you could win four different stickers from our Red Bubble store. You can win a water bottle with any logo of your choice. So all of those are prizes. And also another prize you can win, you don't have to be a Patreon supporter for this. It's a, some, it's a Findom thing merch for Finn Wintrock. So, you know, we play Six Degrees of Finn on this. We're going to be playing a special version of Six Degrees of Finn at 4.15 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on May 20th. And we need you to help us with that. So what you do is you go over to our website. It's a phantomthingpod.com. Click the Six Degrees of Finn Wittrock page and send us movies, music, books. You can even send books. Uh, television shows for us to connect Finwit Rock to in six degrees or less. Try and make them challenging. Try and make them hard. And then during the nine thirty half hour, nine thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time half hours, when we're going to be drawing winners, so one person can win some. It's a Fendom thing merch. I'll probably throw in some. It's a Snail thing stickers, which are for Deep Water, the Snail propaganda movie that Finwit Rock did last year. We talked about on our first marathon streaming event. So yes, so true. So I hope to see everyone there during part of it. It's 12 hours, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is what it's running on our YouTube page link in the bio In the show notes, excuse me. Uh, but you can once again, go to it's a fandom and you can find the information there or you can go to YouTube and our it's a fandom thing pod page there too. Uh, well, on our next episode, like I said, we Shell's going to be back and we're going to be talking about some of our favorite comedy moments on television or comedy shows. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian
0: Hate.